Welcome to episode 23 of WCAT Jots. I'm joined alongside just myself on this beautiful Wednesday morning, and I have an exciting episode here for you, interviewing Noah Cooney about how their season's gone and with State being tomorrow, you know, just trying to get everyone amped up for that game so make sure that everyone goes out and watches. So let's just go right into that interview. I'm joined here by senior, I guess gra- almost graduated, Noah Cooney. Noah, how's your morning doing? Doing good so far. You know, it was an early wake up for, uh, for being out of school already, but glad to be here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know it's just last week, but how was those senior festivities, you know, just to wrap up your years at Westminster? Oh, it was awesome. It was almost surreal being, being there and, and seeing it all come to an end. But, but I don't know. This whole thing's sort of been bittersweet. So, yeah. To rewind it all the way back, you know, how did you first really get into soccer as a kid? Yeah, I, I always tell people that I started around four years old, I want to say. And um, I actually went to AIS before this. And for those of you who don't really know where AIS is, they're a pretty small 1A school. Um, and and the biggest thing over there is soccer. It's like they don't have a football team. They don't have cheerleading. All they do is soccer. So I remember like at recess and lunch and all that, what we would do is we would just go out and like kick a ball around. So that sort of became like kind of my starting point for, for for where I was playing soccer and all that, um, and and ever since then I I picked up club soccer along the way, and that that worked well for a few years, and then once I came to Westminster in ninth grade, that was where where I got into school soccer, and and to be honest, I think that's been my favorite part of the whole fourteen years so far. School soccer has by far been the most fun. When in those fourteen years, like. Were you like, hey, wait, I could do this at the next level? When did it kind of click? Oh, wait, I could go play in college. That's a tough one. Uh, I don't honestly, like, people people are surprised when I tell them this, but going into my rising senior year summer is when we, like, mm-hmm. first started, like, talking to coaches and going to ID camps. Mm-hmm. And going into that, we we were, like, I mean, we were confident, I'll say that. We were confident, but we had, like, very, very few hopes of actually playing in college. So it came as such a shock when we started going to camps, and, and it felt like we were getting traction and all that. And, and that's where it sort of clicked for us. But, but I mean, before that, I, mm-hmm. I, to be honest, I was not on, like, the, the top team at the club and, or, or any of that stuff. So, so it, it, was, it was a little bit of, su- of a surprise, but... But once we started getting traction, that's when that's when things started picking up, and, mm-hmm. and I would say that's when. I think it's kind of like what's your almost like training training that you do that's almost gotten you to that point where you've been able to get that traction and what you've been able to improve. What sort of training? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I remember I remember it so vividly. So going into my rising senior year summer is when when I started like really training and all that, and specifically training by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that that was transformational because. Cause it's one thing to like be able to train with a team and like like do like hard work with with other people around, mm-hmm. but then it's a whole other thing to like be able to go out at like eight a.m. on like a Tuesday in the middle of June by yourself and just like be able to like get stuff done. So I think that was like by far the most impactful thing for me, um, and and without that, I don't I don't think I would have been here. But but that that's sort of what I was what I was doing last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Would you kind of say that there's almost been like a coach that's been the most impactful or influential of you on your journey? Honestly, I, I got to give it to Coach Snyder, the, the Westminster boys soccer coach. He's been he's been something else for me these past few years. Um, I remember I, I keep saying I remember, but uh, but sophomore year, um, mm-hmm. I actually didn't make varsity freshman year. So sophomore year was the first year I got to play for him. 
and I had like pretty, pretty low confidence going into it. Cause I, I was like, I, I was, I was a bench rider on JV the year before. Um, I wasn't doing well in club, all that stuff. So, so I came to, I came to Westminster coach Snyder. Um, and, and he just helped me build my confidence. And, and I, I would say that's the most valuable thing that I've had so far for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. It's funny after one of you, after y'all won one of your playoff games, I went down the field to like get a photo and Coach Snyder standing there, and he just like starts talking with me. I'm like, "You just won some game. Go get with your team." And he's like talking to me about who I had in middle school history because that's what he teaches. And I'm yeah. like, "Wow, this guy really, you know, he's a really good guy." Yeah, that sounds like him for sure. Mm -hmm. And then over your past, I guess, three years on varsity, unless maybe there's something on JV. What's been your most memorable moment? I'm sure there's a lot to choose from so oh. far. I mean, tomorrow could yeah. be a new one. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I would say like negative negative memory would probably be we went to the state final sophomore year mm -hmm. and and we ended up losing that and I specifically remember like my friends still mess with me for this to this day but uh I actually gave up a penalty in the state final oh. in the second overtime and it's debatable because we had it on film so we like played it back and we were like looking at it and it's like I I think it's not a penalty some of my friends like mess with me and they're like you know it's questionable but like I think it's not a penalty. So that's that's by far my most memorable moment is like like the instant where I tackled the guy and the ref blew the whistle. So I think that was my my most my most memorable moment that was like negative, but positive would actually be this um this this past year, uh actually a few weeks ago, we were playing Southeast Whitfield mm -hmm. and it uh, it went into overtime and we got a penalty. We were down two one and then I stepped up and took the penalty and scored it um and that was that was the most memorable moment for me and then kind of just looking ahead towards state you know what is what are y'all as a team you know i don't want to say strategies because you don't want to give those away in case they come and watch this yeah but you know what are you trying to focus on going into this game yeah uh and our coach kind of talked to us about it um the biggest thing is nobody expects us to win expect except us um, and that's and that's literally the the fact this team johnson has been has had a phenomenal season, no doubt. They're 23-0 right now, I believe. Um, they've tied once, I think, maybe twice. Um, so they've, they've pretty much got, got it all going for them um, so far. But we're, we're planning on using that to our advantage. They're going to come in like knowing that, mm -hmm. and, and we're going to plan on using the, the underdog status and, and, definitely, and definitely bringing intensity with that. If you were to guess how many goals Johnson has given up this entire year, what would you? What are you thinking? Oh, our coach mentioned this the other day. <laughs> um, I know it's very few in the past couple of games, but it's got to be like under six, five. It's five goals. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. that is insane. Yeah, this this team's this team's good. No, but no. they're also not. I mean, I don't want to say they're not scoring a lot, but they're not mercying either. That's right. true. That's true. They actually played a Holy Innocence a couple of weeks ago in yeah. playoffs, um, who we also played, and I mm -hmm. believe we beat them 4-0. And Johnson only actually beat them 2-0. Yeah. And I was talking to one of the Holy Innocence players and asking him about like Johnson and all that, mm -hmm. and he was like, "If you can get them frustrated early on, you could win this game." Easily. Interesting. Solely because like they're the kind of team that's like they're super good in attack, no doubt. But if you get them on the back foot and have mm. them like running back towards their goal and get them flustered a little bit, that's how you're going to win. And he told me that they actually scored. It got called offside. So wow. that score almost was almost two to one. Wow. Against like the Holy Johnson, you know? So, so that's, I've kind of been thinking about that mm -hmm. so far. 
what kind of, I mean, obviously you went into it not, almost not even expecting, but re what really made Wash U stand out for you as a great place for your future? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I was talking about it with my parents. I remember last summer we were discussing like what we were kind of looking at. And, and the biggest thing for them was a good academic fit along with a good soccer fit. And, and they put the academic portion of that above mm -hmm. the, the soccer fit for sure. So, so as we were like talking to coaches and all that, we always had that in mind. But then also like obviously watch you fit the academic criteria. And then we were also looking at like like whether they're, they're any good or not, and and they definitely fit that criteria as well. Mm -hmm. I talked with um with with one of the other incoming guys who was also getting recruited, and and that uh, that just solidified mm -hmm. this the decision. So, mm -hmm. and then what, how do you almost describe? I don't know, maybe you don't, but how would you describe your play style? You know, out on the pitch. Yeah, um, that's tough because. The, the year before and, and sophomore year, so my sophomore and junior year for Westminster, I was like the center back and, 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 and outside back. So I played defense that whole time. And then going into the summer, like, I don't know what changed, but my dad and I made a decision that we would just say, screw it and, and play strikers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what we did. And we ended up playing like striker and winger all summer long. And, and that obviously worked out. Mm -hmm. So so we like going into this season, we were like, hey, coach, like Coach Snyder, can you put me up top? Like, I think this might work. Um, so I, I think I think my play style would probably be like what's worked for me throughout those. I'm not like like the big stocky defender, and I'm also not your like like lanky like speedy winger. But I would say I would say I'm like aggressive. That's that's one of the things, and then like persistent. I think I think those are probably my two biggest like characteristics that I could say. Yeah, I mean, seeing you out on the field, I feel like th those are almost perfect you know you're just chasing down the ball especially on a guy a bit bigger than you but you know you have the speed to get around him sometimes yeah and then you know a bit I don't want to say sadder but you know you and all the other seniors leave is there any really good underclassmen that you really think can help hold this program up oh yeah I'm sure you've heard of him but Will Stewart Will. He's, he's up and coming for sure and and I mean he's he's been good too last year he was already a starter as a freshman which is yeah. remarkable um, we have a few others too. Cooper Witness, he's yep. a sophomore this year. He's he's starting outside back, holding it down back there. Um, yeah, th those are the two guys that they were both on the team last year, and I'm sure I'm leaving out a few names right now. But we also have sophomore Will Samity. Yep. I, I don't know if he's listening to this right now, but uh, <laughs> I accidentally thought he was a freshman at the beginning of the year, so <laughs> he got he got a little salty about that. But but now he's he's also really good. Um, so w w it, it's looking good the next few years. I'm I'm confident we'll we'll do well. Then if you were to give yourself your younger you or a younger soccer player, you know, a piece of advice to, you know, go through their soccer career with, what would that kind of be? Yeah. Um, I think I think I would tell my younger self to to ha to like have faith in yourself and, and stay confident because there were there were times there where where I lost like total confidence, especially in I remember club soccer was tough because the way club works is like you try out for the team every mm -hmm. year. So I like tried out for the team like a few years and like I'd been on the team with these guys and I knew all these guys and then one year I just like I wasn't good enough I didn't make the team and like most of my friends that I had known for like five years mm -hmm. they all went on to play on the team above me and the worst part was the club actually had two teams for the same league and I made the one below it and all my friends made the one oh. above it so at some point we actually at two points in the season I had to play all my friends and and we lost uh, which which is rough but but I remember that kind of like being my low point um and and I had so little confidence at that point so 
if I could go back and just tell my tell my younger self just like have faith and and keep confidence in your abilities mm -hmm. and then yeah that that'd be it. Do you have any pre-game, you know, traditions or routines that you go by? Yeah. Um, I feel like everyone sort of has their thing, but uh, I would say I would say mine is I always try to like the night before, I, like which is like a, a little far in advance. But I like to like listen to music while I'm lying in bed, hmm. like as if I'm like about to go to sleep. But then I'll be like listening to like like I don't know some really like intense music. Like the other day I listened to like Linkin Park while I was like 11 p.m. just lying in bed. <laughs> Um, so it's a little, it's a little weird, but, but that's, I think that's usually my pregame routine because it gets me in like the mindset. Mm. I like my, my theory is that it gets me in the mindset before I go to sleep. So I, so I wake up ready. Um, and then, and then I have like little things, like I always put my left shoe on before my right, um, yeah. and always tie it first. So, but other than that, that's, that's kind of mm. it. And then, you know. Is there any big team traditions? Obviously, um, maybe there's some that we can't talk about here, but anyone yeah. that you know, maybe you, want, you could discuss here that about the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you ask Coach Snyder, he'll give you these. Um, we have like a few like just core values um, mm -hmm. that it, that we like. He just drills into us. Um, and the and the first one is is definitely what ifs. That's what he calls what ifs. Um, mm -hmm. And he's been telling us about these for years, but it's basically like any like 50-50 chance or like any like chance you have to like make the extra run. That's what he calls a what if, yeah. and what ifs win games, um, mm -hmm. pretty much. Like there's been countless times where we didn't make the what if, and he points out like that was a what if, what if. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and 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 that's kind of our our like biggest thing, and everyone on the team knows what a what if is at this point. And then the other one is probably um, nobody works harder. I think that's the other thing because there's been there's been, I mean, throughout the season going into like sports, and this kind of goes for all sports, but. A lot of schools look at Westminster as like the the like the like smart like rich kid school. Um, so going into a lot of these games against like bigger public schools, mm -hmm. they'll have that, and you can tell when you play them, they'll have that sort of like stigma against you yep. and like like premonition of what what mm -hmm. you are and how you're gonna play. Um, so that's kind of we use that against them to like come out and surprise them when we like. Like as as the yep. quote says, nobody works harder when when we do work harder and and play more physical than they do. So so I think those are the two biggest mm -hmm. biggest things. And you know something you don't have to worry about as much now, but how did you try to balance your schoolwork as well as you know soccer? Yeah, um, it was it was tough for a little bit because uh, I mean during the fall it's it's it was tough with college applications mm -hmm. and all that um, for a lot of people. But during the spring it got a little better. Um, it's good. And then soccer practice is usually like four to four to six um so it's not it's not terrible no. um but it's definitely it's definitely a commitment and coach is usually pretty flexible with with like if you have something just reach out and let him know mm -hmm. like he's always been been really flexible with that and and honestly it wasn't terrible yeah <laughs> i wouldn't say it was too bad all right and then you know <clears throat> moving into some more i don't want to say fun but like you know some westminster you know quick stuff What's your favorite, what was, I guess, your favorite study or hangout spot on campus? Oh, um, I got to go to third floor library and I have a reason for it too. So, so I came here in ninth grade and mm -hmm. I didn't know anybody. So like I, I, I tell people the story sometimes back when I like didn't know anybody, I was like too scared to like sit at the lunch table because, because I thought that if I sat there, like I wouldn't know anybody and then it would like go quiet. So, so to avoid that for anybody who remembers, there used to be panini presses, oh, yeah. um, in, in Malone. So what I would do lunch is I was would, good. Yeah. Yeah. Back when lunch was good. Um, but I used to, I used to make myself a panini and then 
grab it and walk around campus and act like I had a place to be um, just so I just so I could prevent myself from like sitting at a table alone or something. Um, but once I finished my panini, I would always then go to the, the third floor library and, and start doing works. And ever since then, I, I've made friends since then, but like, Congrats. that's all I know. Thanks. Big, big accomplishment. But, but ever since then, that's sort of been my like study study spot yeah. and and it's quiet up there and there's like that's corners where you can find yeah. and just like do your work so mm-hmm. so that's got to be it this almost ties in perfectly to the next one what's your favorite flick f- lunch Ooh, <laughs> um it was it was actually firecracker chicken yeah. up until a couple of weeks ago when they when they did it and i thought it was so bad like i still <laughs> ate four four servings but it it just wasn't as good as i remembered so i i gotta go hamburgers and tots that's that's my that's my favorite for sure we had earlier this week, we had hamburgers, but not with tots. It was like, what was it with? It was with something weird. It was with pasta, I think. Was it yeah, with pasta? Yeah, it was pasta. Yeah. That made no yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember having that a few months ago, and it was the weirdest comment. I even told my parents about it later that day, and they're like, what? Yeah. That makes no sense. What's your favorite, like, Weipei restaurant? Uh, <laughs> Willie's. It's classic. I feel yeah. like I feel like that's a basic answer, but that's the best I got. It was there last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. And then, you know... If you had to go anywhere in Atlanta to spend a Friday or Saturday night, where are you going? That's that's broad. With some friends. Oh, um, it is broad. Honestly, honestly, I've been like, there's a, I don't know why, but in the past few months, I've I've gone mini golfing a lot more than mm-hmm. than I had in the past few years. So I've like I went to a putt shack the putt other shack. night, and that was that was a lot of fun. Is it, I, didn't, okay. I didn't realize that they had like all the like technology mixed in with the actual holes mm-hmm. so they, they have some interesting holes there so i would say i would say mini golf um that sounds like a like a 12 year old answer but <laughs> but mini golf is probably i think i might need to go check out putt shot oh you got to check it out it's awesome food's good too all right thank you so much for joining us Noah. it's great getting to talk to you about everything and good luck tomorrow in state thank you thanks for having me this is awesome Beautiful. thank you Noah. great getting to hear from you on how the season's gone and also you know goals for the future now let's hop into some other Wildcat sports. Baseball went up to Cedartown on Saturday, you know, round two of the playoffs, and they won, and they won in a great way. They won game one, 11-2, complete game pitched by Calvin McBurney, the sophomore, and then game two, they won 6-2, complete game by Bobby Yarbrough. I mean, they just couldn't hit our pitching, and it was just a fantastic game to watch. You know, the bats were hitting, as you can see by all those scores, and I mean, it was just a fantastic team win. So now this Saturday, the team will travel over to Stars Mill, and I know I'll be covering that game, so make sure to tune in and watch them hopefully advance into the Final Four. Guys, Lax, they played Mount Pisgah on Friday, and they dominated, and they're hoping to keep up that good role into tonight for quarterfinals where they pay, play pace at home, you know, battle the two West Paces Ferry teams, and hopefully West Midger can keep on advancing. Girls Lacks, they played East Forsyth last week, and they won 19-3. It was a great game all around by the Cats, and now they get to play Mount Parent away tonight in the quarterfinals. So, you know, choose between guys and girls which you're going to watch and make sure you at least watch one of them because, you know, our lacrosse teams have been had a great regular season. They're hoping to keep it up into the playoffs. Now, boys soccer, obviously, y'all just heard all about that season, you know, talking to Preston and Noah. But they beat Benedictine in overtime. And then, obviously, State's tomorrow. Fan bus. Go get on it. There's an email in your inbox. If not, drive out there. And if you're on the fan bus, tickets are free. 
Okay, so you don't have to pay that seven dollars to go fan. Then for girls soccer, they beat Love It and what was a thriller. The girls won three to two. It was a tough physical match, but the Cats came on top, and it's great to you know beat Love It. You know our biggest rival, and also playing in state tomorrow. So same fan bus as the guys. Both are at McKeatron, so make sure to go hop on that bus and go watch the Cats hopefully bring home two state championships tomorrow. Boys tennis, they beat Stars Mill Monday in quarterfinals, and then they're going to play pace and semis. I mean, the guys' team, they've been spectacular all year, and they're trying to keep up that good playing as they push further into the playoffs. Girls tennis, they play pace on Monday at home for semis. So, you know, a lot of playing pace here. And from what I heard from one of the players, it's going to be the toughest match of the season. That's what Kate Lockerman was telling me. So hopefully they can come out on top. Then track. They have sectionals this week. You know, it goes regionals, sectionals, and then state. They had a great regionals, hoping to carry that momentum into sectionals and then eventually into state. And then moving on to the river crew team. You know, they have the big South Regatta this on the 6th, which I believe would be Saturday. And that's a very big regatta because they're able to get a national bid potentially out of it. And then they have a selection a selection regatta afterwards. You know, I was talking to some of the crew cats. They're really excited. And they could potentially, if they get that bid, they could have three, two or three more regattas after this one. So still lots of seasons left to go. You know, their season could even potentially ex- extend until after the school year. So, you know, they're just barely in the middle of this grind right now. But they're doing a great job and hope they can keep that up into the rest of the season. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 23. Remember, follow us on TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, so that you're always in the know about everything West Pinter Sports. And remember, if any of these games that we mentioned here stood out to you, go watch them on NFHS when they're live so that you can, you know, follow along with Westminster Sports. Thank you so much. Go Cats. <laughs> <laughs>